It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax here at the Shank of the Day, baby, it's chore time. Bob and Joe within the hanging there. The weather is slowly, with a capital S, slowly warming up. Upper 40s today, tomorrow, 50s on Thursday and Friday. Maybe some folks might see 70 on Saturday because they're forecasting 69 for here on Saturday, 59 on Sunday. But again, 48, that's about 10 degrees lower than where we should be. So hopefully Mother Nature gets her act together because we need some warm, sunny weather. We got work to do around the countryside, just like those mother cows do. How's the uh, calf crop at the uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company? Well, we had a population explosion yesterday. Did you? How many? Five. Holy man. We're up to 51. So you're down to two hands. You can count the end, huh? Well, no, Unless down, you have twins. Well, we have 13 left. Thirteen? Oh, 13 left. All right. So yep. uh, we're, are you getting pushed for names? Everybody's K this year. We have Colton, Colt, K, and Caden yesterday, and the last one to cab is in the shed, but I needed to go to bed more than I need to go and visit her, so I don't know if she's going to have a cob or a cora today, so right. we'll, we'll see we'll, in the morning. We'll find out. So far, so good. And all those calves, you only lost one. Only lost one. That's the good stuff. That's good stuff. And hopefully your calving program is going well this spring, too, because it has not been a good spring for calving with this miserable weather. But uh, we'll talk about that, obviously. Grain markets, what's going on in the grain market? We'll get a, some comments from some grain dealers later on this morning. River Falls, UW River Falls, a busy day today, right? Yeah, they're having their egg day on campus. This They're celebrating their 10 years of this gathering, and it's UW-River Falls students and community members getting together and learning about agriculture. Ah, good deal. So if you're over that way, stop over at the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences. Also, we're talking about River Falls. Eight students have been selected to receive the university's highest non-academic honor. That's the Chancellor's Student Awards. And uh, among the 2022 recipients are uh, Joe Schleiss. Remember Joe? He was the past president of the Wisconsin FFA organization during the uh, the COVID year when it was really tough. Joe from over in the Denmark area, but what a nice young man he is. But he's a junior in um, agricultural business. Also in the graduate category, the graduate student winning the Chancellor's Student Award, Kit Zilke. And Kit is from, Stra- uh, from over in Stratford. So congratulations to Kit and all those recipients uh, receiving the Chancellor's Student Awards. Again, graduate student Kit, Kit Zelke from over at Stratford. So uh, good job. Well done. All right, we got more coming up. We've got, uh, we said weather. We'll take a whole look at the weather and see what that forecast shows for the next few days. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hang in there. Weather's getting better. Our Skywarn 13 forecast brought to you by Markwart Motors. Remember, Markwart has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with those pre-owned selections arriving daily. You can check them out on Markwart's lots or at markwartmotors.com. 48 partly sunny today. Light breezes down to about 39.40 overnight. 
tomorrow and tomorrow night some chances of rain. We'll get about 46 tomorrow, then partly sunny on Thursday, 57, 55 on Friday. Maybe a little rain there, too. Partly sunny on Saturday, high 69. We've got a ways to go because we're only 29 degrees right now in Eau Claire. Got to get warmer soon. On a Tuesday morning, 29 degrees, 48 today. Partly sunny, just light winds today. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's news time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The TSA is reportedly no longer enforcing the mask mandate on airplanes. Matt Mattinson has more. Several reports say the agency has immediately stopped enforcing the mandate on planes and other forms of transportation after a judge struck down the CDC rule. The federal judge in Florida said the CDC overstepped its authority by ordering and extending the requirement. Earlier on Monday, the White House said the Justice Department will decide whether to challenge the order. I'm Matt Mattinson. There are still no plans for President Biden to visit Ukraine. The White House was pressed about the prospect on Monday. We would not uh, outline from here or anywhere from the government who, if, and when for security reasons. So we wouldn't have any details to preview regardless. So said Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Ukrainian President Zelensky told CNN he wants Biden to visit and believes he will. The death of a teenager who slid from his seat on an amusement park ride in Florida is being attributed to operator misadjustments. This report confirmed our department's findings that the operator of the Orlando Drop Tower made manual adjustments to the ride, resulting in it being unsafe. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed said the misadjustments allowed the ride to run despite the passenger not being secured. 14-year-old Tyree Sampson died when he fell from the freefall ride at Icon Park on March 24th. A very famous axe from a classic horror film is hitting the auction block. The axe Jack Nicholson's character uses in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining will be up for sale at the Gotta Have Rock and Roll auction house in New Jersey. It's expected to bring in at least $100,000. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Hi, I'm Bob Bosel, inviting you to travel with me to Europe August 1st through the 9th. We'll go to the Oberammergau Passion Play, visit agricultural highlights in Bavaria and Austria. We'll experience the timeless area of Bavaria, the Austrian Alps, and the once-in-a-decade Oberammergau Passion Play. Back in the 17th century, the people of Oberammergau, a woodcarver's village, made a holy covenant to portray the life and death of Jesus every 10 years if a plague would spare their community. Now a world wide phenomenon you can watch the incredible story unfold in addition to this magnificent all-day experience we'll also explore the agriculture of the region we'll visit cattle farms tour a 500 year old salt mine get a glimpse into the cheese making process at a local farm just visit holidayvacations.com keyword wax to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure and we'll go to Hitler's Eagle's Nest. Yeah, Barracus Garden. We'll go to Dachau, the prison camp, and uh, so much more. And, of course, you heard the TSA now. Looks like they're making it easier to travel. So uh, it's all a bonus. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're not going till the 1st of August. So uh, think about it because, again, they've got to make some final payments and reserve some of the hotels. 
by later this month. So we're getting down to the last couple of weeks to make your decision to come along with us to Germany, Austria, the Bavarian country, and just uh, so much fun to do. So hopefully you'll be coming along with us. Hey, 48, partly sunny today, just some light winds tomorrow, 46, and a chance of some rain around the area tomorrow. Thursday, partly sunny, 57, 55 on Friday with a slight chance of rain. And then the warm day of the week will be Saturday, about 69. So you know some folks are going to be seeing 70-degree temperatures, but not yet. 29 in Medford, 31 in Rice Lake, 32 in Wausau, 30 in Marshfield this morning, La Crosse at 33, Green Bay 34, Madison and Sun Prairie, cloudy and 34, Milwaukee at 38 this morning, and here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area right now, we're 29 degrees, but uh, we'll warm up to 48. Still not warm enough, but it's getting better. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets this morning. And Jill, the cash livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 135.5 to 145 with mixed at 88 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 80 to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 121 to 132 with selects at 79 to 120. Cows are coming in at 59 to 101. Bulls are 73 to 118. Butcher hogs are 85 to a dollar. Sows are 75 to 88. Boars are 35 to 37. With new crop market lambs are 180 to 238. Old crop market lambs are one dollar to one fifty-five, and feeder lambs are one twenty-five to three twenty. And at the Mercantile Exchange, cattle futures were lower, hogs were higher yesterday. April live cattle one forty forty-seven. That was down twenty. June down sixty-two at one thirty-five eighty. August one thirty-seven thirty-seven down ninety-five. October one forty-three seventy-seven down a dollar five. Feeder cattle for May, 159.15, down 262. August, 171.47, down 287. September feeder cattle, 174.97, down 265. And October, at 177.57, down 240. Hog carcass contracts were higher. May, 116.52, up 377. June hogs, 122.40, up 392. July, 122.32, up 290. And August, 1217. Up to 42. On the Board of Trade, the continued bombing in the Ukraine, our poor weather, and good demand for our crops, pushing those prices higher. And overnight, prices were higher after a higher day yesterday. July corn this morning up 2 cents, 8.09 a bushel. The oats at 7.47. July wheat up 6 at 11.35. July soybeans up a nickel at 16.98. Meal up $1.40 a ton at $461.70. Dairy markets were mostly lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down 2.5 at 2.41.5. Blocks up 2.5. 239 and three quarters, butter down a cent and a half at 274. 
April class three down three cents at twenty four thirty. May down thirty three at twenty five thirteen. June down six at twenty five twenty five. July class three down thirteen at twenty four eighty six. And August down eighteen at twenty four forty two. That's the way the weather or the markets look. And the weather this morning again twenty nine right now outside. We get about forty eight today. Wax one zero four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about 14 minutes after 5 o'clock here on a Tuesday morning at Wax. And uh, as you heard Randy talk, uh, hopefully farmers can get uh, some of their field work done. But, Jill, it hasn't happened yet. No. Mother Nature has been no friend of farmers so far this spring. This week's crop progress report shows only 4% of this year's corn crop has been planted, with Texas having 64% of their corn crop planted But north of the Mason-Dixon line, very little field work has been done as Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, North and South Dakota, Ohio, and Wisconsin still have their corn planters in the shed. It's pretty much the same story for soybeans as only 1% of the crop is in the ground, and that's way down south. Yesterday's report also shows the winter wheat crop fell two points in quality as it's now rated at just 30% 30% good to excellent, the poorest looking crop in about 25 years. It's also been mostly quiet in Wisconsin fields as our farmers have finished 4% of their spring tillage, planted 4% of their oats, and 1% of their potatoes. But our winter wheat looks good as it's rated 61% good to excellent this week. So. Topsoil moisture is now rated at 90% adequate to surplus, 8% short, and 2% very short. U.S. ag exports are expected to reach $183.5 billion in 2022. That would be up $8 billion from the November 2021 forecast. Higher prices for soybeans and lower global supplies are expected to help to increase export values by $2.9 billion to over $31 billion. Soybeans meal export values are expected to be up $1.3 billion as a result of higher prices. Total grain and feed exports are expected to grow by $1.4 billion to $43 billion, led by higher wheat, feed, and fodder forecast. Horticulture products are also expected to be a record $38.5 billion, up $800 million because of a record tree nut export projection. Higher prices for cotton are driving those export values up $700 million to $8 billion, the second highest export amount over ever forecast for cotton. Livestock, poultry, and dairy exports are forecasted to be up $500 million to a record $39.2 billion in 2022. Projected ethanol exports remain at a record $2.9 billion. U.S. export markets for 2022 are led by China, followed by Mexico and Canada. Lots of stuff going overseas. If we can just get the shipping channels uh, squared away, we uh, should have no problem getting it over there. And uh, before we get to a conversation about our grain markets, I got a note from... uh, one of our farm broadcasting buddies, Don Wick, who's out at the Red River Network out in, well, he's in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And if you know the Wick name down in Buffalo County, yep, Don's one of them. Don has been a farm broadcaster for a long time and a, a good, good friend. 
But uh, Don now out in North Dakota. He says, April blizzard's not unheard of in the northern plains, but this past week's snowstorm was a doozy. At one point, a no-travel advisor was in place for all of North Dakota, but the extreme southeast corner of the state, the I-94 from Jamestown to the Montana border, was shut down for three days. 36 inches of snow was reported in Minot, North Dakota, last week. Snowfall totals also include 25 inches in Dickinson, 20 inches at Harvey, and 13 inches at Grand Forks, 12 inches at Devil's Lake, 10 inches at Thief River Falls. There was more snow in the region over the weekend as well. Record low temperatures have also been seen this past week, including 5 degrees Sunday morning at the Grand Forks Airport. I always ask him, why in the world did you move to North Dakota? But he did, and he's out there doing well. Don Wick, of course, uh, from Buffalo County originally. Coming up, we're going to hear more about the grain markets. We'll do that next right here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. you're trying to market grain right now do you sit on it do you sell it a lot of decisions that you're going to try and make in very uncertain conditions bob bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and stephanie you talked to uh, some grain traders about the current situation not only in this country but around the world are they positive they know exactly what's going on no one's positive that they have the crystal ball bob and as you know there are many different factors that influence supply demand and price of our commodities and this includes weather war trade deals and viruses just to name a few i'm stephanie hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison and i talked to an ag economist out of iowa state university his name is chad hart and chad explains how all of those factors influence both cash and future grain markets we start with corn farmers just recently you know went through a survey where they showed their intentions of what they plan to plant this year. We're going to see right now, based on those intentions, 4 million acres less planted in corn this year than we had last year. That's limiting our, our supply potential out there. Where we had been looking at the possibility of over 15 billion bushel corn crop, now I'm down to about 14.8 billion bushels, which is right about what we use in this country in a year. And so that makes for a very tight corn stock situation, and that's putting more emphasis on pricing right now. That's why we've seen December new crop corn futures float above the $7 range. Is this all due to the high input costs? Uh, it's it's a combination of things. I mean, you can call it a perfect storm of things. It's, you know, that demand has been strong. We've got high cost to grow the crops, but we've also got, well, let's just call it this way, everything is seeing that inflationary pressure right now. We're seeing it in the grocery store. We're seeing it at the gas station, but we're also seeing it all across agriculture. It's not just corn prices that are high. Soybean prices are high. Wheat prices are high. Cotton prices are high. Almost every commodity is facing this upward price pressure. Let's look at soybeans now. Supply demand. Paint that for us, too. Okay. Now, that 4 million acres that came out of corn, it's going into soybeans. We see the potential for a record U.S. soybean crop here. And so we're depending upon even more demand coming into the U.S. marketplace to eat up a lot of the soybean supplies. Now, when you think about soybeans, we export about half the crop. We use domestically about half the crop, and we're going to need both those engines driving pretty hard to maintain soybean prices where they're at right now. We are going to get some help here. Again, the Black Sea region doesn't produce a lot of soybean, but they produce a lot of sunflower. 
and soybean and sunflower are competing crops in the global oilseed market. So if the Ukraine and Russia can't get sunflower out, that bodes well for more sales of U.S. soybeans going forward this year. So the export for both corn and soybean looking good? It's looking better. I mean, that's the deal. We had been down most of this year because of the higher prices. The war actually turns things around for us in terms of export potential. Because, like I say, once you take the Black Sea out, there's only two other spots where you can really pull crops from. That's the U.S. and South America. Now, Wisconsin isn't a huge player in the wheat market, but all eyes are on U.S. production because of the situation happening in Russia, Ukraine. Well, wheat situation right now is really tight and really tough because I'll argue not only are we seeing, you know, sort of the destruction of the crop and the worries about the crop in the Black Sea region. When we look at our own wheat here in the U.S., a lot of that is in that drought belt. That let's face it, it does not look good right now. So we're likely going to see smaller wheat supplies, and that has definitely led the boosted wheat prices here. And that's, well, I'll call it both good and bad for U.S. wheat. Um, it's good that we are seeing these higher prices, but it's making, it really, it's making it really hard for the U.S. to export wheat right now. And we're finding that actually when we look at the global export market in wheat, it's places like Australia and Europe that are gaining more market share where the U.S. is actually losing right now. But you emphasize no worries about any shortages domestically. Nope. As far as our own domestic needs for wheat, we'll have plenty of wheat available here. If anything, we're going to experience the higher prices. But no, where we're going to see wheat shortages, that's going to be places like the Middle East and North Africa because they were the ones that really depended upon Ukraine and Russia to provide their wheat needs. Here in the U.S., we produce most of our own, and what we don't produce on our own, we often get from Canada. What we haven't mentioned yet is agriculture's role in the energy complex. Renewable fuels, such as ethanol or biodiesel, how is that looking? Right now, I'll put it this way, the ethanol industry has been recovering from the COVID crisis, and we've seen them get back to, let's call it, full pre-COVID productive Um, capabilities here within the last six months. The question is, how do they continue to move forward as we're looking here? We've got high energy prices that are helping support high ethanol prices, but they're also facing high costs. Every time corn prices go up, that costs a bit more to create that gallon of ethanol. So that's going to be the challenge ethanol-wise. I think the other thing to look for is newer biofuels. There's been a new emphasis on creating diesel alternatives. And probably the biggest one we're seeing right now is called renewable diesel. It's made out of vegetable oil. So think corn oil or soybean oil or sunflower oil. And it basically is a replacement of petroleum diesel that's created from those vegetable oils. That's something that could take off here over the next two to three years, especially if oil prices remain over $100 a barrel. Now, you mentioned we are recovering uh, from lost demand of the pandemic for those renewable fuels, but we're also recovering from that Hurricane Ida. Well, it's not only the energy complex. You think about a lot of supply chain issues we've been talking about over the past couple of years, not only within ag, but basically in the general economy. And a lot of it is actually linked to the, the natural disasters, the hurricanes that we saw hit in 2020 and 2021. Probably the biggest one from an ag perspective was Hurricane Ida. 
because not only did it plug up the Gulf Coast for a while and made it kind of hard to ship our products out on the export side, but it also hit a lot of our ag input infrastructure. Probably the easiest one that everybody knows about is Roundup or glyphosate. The idea is there are two big plants here in the U.S. that produce glyphosate that basically fill our needs here. Both are down in Louisiana and both got hit by Hurricane Ida. You knock those facilities out, we're suddenly short Roundup. Now, you mentioned your nickname at Iowa State University is Dr. Doom. Uh, you project good things for the first half of 2022, uh, but as we get into the second half year, you don't have a, as positive of an outlook. Yep, and, and it's mainly because, let's face it, I'm, I'm thinking that prices may remain high, but we're watching our cost ratchet up very quickly to catch up. And so if there is any bobble in prices where we do start to see things trend down, that really puts the squeeze on our, our agricultural industry. And sort of the scenario I do worry about is something that farmers just went through a decade ago. The last time we saw prices this strong would have been 2012, 2013, and where we were seeing really high prices, enjoying those high prices, but it cost ratcheted it up, and then prices in 2014 dropped down significantly, leaving farmers in a negative margin situation. And again, that's... Dr. Doom, as he's called, Chad Hart, with the grain markets. And uh, we all remember what happened when prices went that high for grain. Everything went up. Land prices and uh, you name it, it went up. And uh, farmers spent money. And boy, those prices, as they say, the best cure for high prices is high prices. And uh, that's what happened. We've got some local news coming up. We'll get the weather. It's a busy Tuesday morning here at Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning here at Wax. Time for us to get caught up on uh, some more local news. Morgan is in the newsroom this morning. How was the Easter Bunny? Good to you? Good morning. Yeah, with the Easter Bunny was busy around our house, so it worked out well. We did uh, actually waffles and brunch instead. Oh, does that sound good? Yeah, my mom made them. My sister made some big Belgium square waffles, so we decided to do it that way this year. Ooh, it worked homemade, out well. Homemade maple syrup and fruit and all that stuff? Yes, it's a good thing I'm surrounded by people that are better at that than me, right? <laughs> well, you're good at eating. I can do that part and I can host. I gave uh, them a kitchen to do it in. Good deal. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. So uh, what else is going on here? Well, we're going to start with headlines and an update on a complicated case and an investigation that continues, but we now know the name of a victim in Altoona. 79-year-old Dennis Shaddy was identified, and this is part of an ongoing investigation that stretches into Illinois. Several people were taken into custody by law enforcement and interviewed. Two of those people remain in custody on unrelated charges, and that investigation remains active in our area. Looking into other headlines, we also see that there has been an arrest in Barron County. The Sheriff's Department there, along with the Wisconsin Department of Criminal Investigation, arrested Derek Solowski, 23 years old from Barron, and part of a several months-long investigation into possession of child pornography and distribution. He was charged in Barron County Circuit Court, currently being held on cash bond. We look into the political stage here in Wisconsin, and fifth time is not a charm. There will not be another Tommy Thompson administration. He uh, was elected four times as Wisconsin's governor, of course, in the 80s and 90s, and yesterday said he will not run for office again. Thompson said he's willing to continue to serve the state, and it was a difficult decision not to run, but he's decided to stay out of the race. So that means that Republican voters will choose from just former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Cleefish, veteran and candidate Kevin Nicholson, and 
incumbent state rep Tim Ratham in the August primary. That's who you'll see on the ballot when you go in to vote in the fall. And we keep plenty of plates in the air here on the studio and beyond. But when Idaho man is claiming a Guinness record after juggling upside down. Way to complicate it, right, Brian? David Rush, a serial Guinness record breaker with over 200 records under his belt, says the feat was deceptively difficult and took so long for him to break that another person was able to break the record in the meantime. Rush tied himself with a circus performer in Australia to become a co-holder of the record. I'm Brian Shook. And keeping the balls in the air as best as we can here in the 715 Newsroom, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 105. 4.5. Well, that guy juggle. Uh, balls. Yeah. Balls. I don't think anything was on fire, but I have to tell you. Kind of, about, yeah, go ahead. About Easter quick. You asked yeah, me about yeah, Easter. Yeah. I thought you might get a kick out of this. So uh, my littlest niece, Easter Bunny, came and hid the baskets and all that. But my littlest niece was in charge of stuffing candy in the eggs. So my sister gave her this pile of eggs, and she was going to be in charge of stuff, probably 100 eggs for all the kids to run and find. So we had the candy and the treats, and she said, you put the piece, one piece in each egg. Well, little Loretta went rogue, and my sister wasn't watching her that closely, so she started putting dog treats in some of them, (laughs) balling up Kleenexes. Good for her. So the kids come back, and they spread all the eggs out in the middle of the kitchen floor, as kids will do, and they start going through, and I got a Kit Kat, I got a Reese's, and all of a sudden there was a dog treat here, (laughs) balled up Kleenex there, a little toy in one of them. And I'll bet little Loretta was sitting against the wall eating all kinds of candy. I think she knew which ones to pick, right? (laughs) The ones that were stuffed with the good stuff. Yeah, they keep you on your toes. I used to put money in my eggs for the kids. How much? (laughs) You didn't have to ask that question. Let's just say they didn't get rich. Well, I feel like maybe Loretta can be your apprentice then and study for next year. Maybe she should up the ante Uh, a little bit. I like Loretta. I can tell you the dogs were happy. I'll bet they were. They sure were. I'll bet they were. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, in the newsroom, that's Morgan. And uh, we're going to find out what's going on with our weather next. We're going to catch up with Mike over there at uh, Skywarn 13. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. How Good is morning, Easter, Bob. How is Easter Bunny to you? Uh, Easter Bunny was okay for me. Um, didn't really get to spend it with too much of my family, but my fiance came to visit, so oh, that good. was kind of nice. Good, and good. Uh, had well, a nice little, nice little dinner. So, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, for the Easter egg hunt, so it was kind of cold outside. Yeah, and uh, well, at least today it will be slightly warmer. Good, uh, we're gaining on it then. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, still not quite where we should be, but we'll start off for what it's worth with plenty of sunshine as we do warm up into the mid to upper 40s later on. But then some high clouds start moving in throughout the afternoon and into the evening, and that'll actually keep our temperatures elevated overnight as we'll only cool off into about the upper 30s. Then tomorrow, next weather maker arrives. Clouds dominate early on, and that'll give way to rain showers uh, throughout the afternoon. As our highs will look fairly similar to today, mostly in the mid to upper 40s. But this is a very progressive moving system, means that it'll move its way out pretty quickly. And uh, on the back edge of that, we'll see more clearing as well. Now our lows will dip to about the mid-30s, but we'll start off with some sunshine for Thursday and even warmer temperatures as we get into the mid to upper 50s. And by Thursday night, some clouds starting to move in. Lows dip to around the low 40s. And then by Friday and Saturday, some showers start to move in, still keeping warmer temperatures, even some thunderstorms. But then Saturday, I know that you were really excited about this one, Bob. We'll have chances for showers and some thunderstorms, but our highs 
getting into the mid to upper 60s. How is that going to feel? Uh, somebody, I suppose, down in La Crosse part south, it'll be 70, huh? Yeah, they'll they'll likely hit the, the yeah. 70s at that point. And, uh, well, I guess right now we're a far cry from that. We have mostly clear conditions, but it's cooled us off, and we're at 28 degrees in Eau Claire right now. All right, we'll take what we get. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Have a good one. You too. There's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 this morning. Well, 48 to high today. It'll be a lot warmer than that in August when we head to Europe. Come on along. Hi, I'm Bob Bosel, inviting you to travel with me to Europe August 1st through the 9th. We'll go to the Oberammergau Passion Play, visit agricultural highlights in Bavaria and Austria. We'll experience the timeless area of Bavaria, the Austrian Alps, and the once-in-a-decade Oberammergau Passion Play. Back in the 17th century, the people of Oberammergau, a woodcarver's village, made a holy covenant to portray the life and death of Jesus every 10 years if a plague would spare their community. Now a worldwide phenomenon, you can watch the incredible story unfold. In addition to this magnificent all-day experience, we'll also explore the agriculture of the region. We'll visit cattle farms, tour a 500-year-old salt mine, get a glimpse into the cheese-making process at a local farm. Just visit HolidayVacations.com keyword wax to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show. Or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 21 minutes before 6 o'clock, 28 degrees. We've got markets coming up, but other things are coming up as well. And we're uh, getting kind of a, a, a nice lineup of June dairy breakfast. But uh, pass along any information you have on your dairy breakfast, when, where they're going to be held, and any other information we need so we can... Uh, let people know when and where they are going to be held because they are a fun time. We'll also have a meeting later on this morning with officials from the uh, Breakfast in the Valley at the Eau Claire Area Chamber of Commerce and get some of the reasoning of uh, why there will be no breakfast in the Valley this year or probably in the future, at least as far as the uh, Chamber of Commerce is concerned. Now, whether someone else will pick it up, we don't know. But uh, as of now, no breakfast in the Valley. But if you've got a breakfast coming up, let us know so we can uh, share that on the air and get a whole lot of people because a lot of people like to know about those breakfasts because they travel a good distance to go to June Dairy Breakfast. Anything else, Joe? What else? Well, the Cranberry Spring Classic is up. That's going to be on Thursday from 9 to 11, and that is in person in Black River Falls, or it is virtual if as long as you register ahead of time. Tree seedlings are still available for this spring from the DNR, and that's in celebration of Arbor Day, which is the 29th. You just give look at the DNR's website, or you can give them a call on their nursery hotline at 715 715- Four two four thirty seven hundred to get some trees. They'll tell you how many you can get at a in an order, and you know get those trees planted out there. And next week, there's a Wisconsin Women's Cons- Conservation launches their spring events. There's one over in Stevens Point next Tuesday, and there's one in New London. On th- on Wednesday, those are from nine till noon. Go ahead and register at Wisconsin. It's WIWIC.org under events. And also, what did we say earlier over at the UW River Falls today? It's Ag Day on the campus, so get over there. Yep, Ag Day on the campus, and that is a free event 
head on over there. It's from 10 to 3. Head on over and find out some more about agriculture. And the Midwest Horse Fair is this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, down in Madison. And also, don't forget, the World Pork Expo is coming back to the Iowa State Fairgrounds. If you want to head to that, you can mark that on your calendar. That's not till June, June 8th through the 10th. World Pork Expo at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. 28 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Scott Herman and Sparta Equity. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 80 to 90. 60% of the cows sold 65 to 79, and 20% of the cows sold 64 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows a dollar to a dollar 20, thin small cows 80 to 97, and the organic steers and heifers 115 to 120. Slaughter bulls were steady with high yielding bulls 90 to 108, canner and utility bulls 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 143. Selected choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 133. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. Your standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves a dollar to a dollar eighty, the Holstein heifer calves ten to a dollar, and the beef calves one seventy to three thirty five. Just a reminder: this Thursday, April twenty first, will be our next feeder sale with dairy starting at noon, followed by feeders at twelve thirty. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, April eighteenth. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get more markets from the sale barns. Let's head over to the Equity Stratford barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Did you have to get the snow plow out yesterday, Jerry? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, no, I didn't, but uh, I tell you, it keeps chilly like this. I'll have to uh, and cut some more wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll keep you young and uh, virile, that's for sure. Well, how's the market going? The markets are a little warmer than the weather, aren't they? Well, they certainly are, and thank goodness for that. Well, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Uh, summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. And, yes, the cow market continues to be steady, good demand on these uh, cows. Selling Holstein cows in yesterday's auction. We're selling from 77 up to 88.5. Uh, most of the cows, your average cows, continue to sell from 60 to 76. And these center cows, the lighter carcass cows, those are below 60. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling from 90 to 102. Your lighter bulls below the $85 money. Fed cattle, uh, kind of on a lighter test yesterday, but choice grading Holstein steers selling mostly from $1.07 to $1.25. Select grading cattle below 105. It's continued to be very, very strong, but do have to emphasize... Uh, Buyers are quite selective, though, but you've got these good quality 9,230 pound bull calves selling mostly from a dollar fifty, topping yesterday at 270, other than the Holstein bull calves. Uh, heifer calves continue to be a tough sell, 40 and below. Calves very strong on those beef calves, 200 to 400, topping yesterday on those blacks at 425. Well, we are at Tuesday here now, on a busy day here today at Stratford. We start at 10 o'clock this morning with the hay and straw auction. 
We do have both hay and straw available, and I know uh, well, uh, folks are looking for small squares, so if we do have those also for today. So the way the weather is, might be a while before we get some hay. So we are available if you folks are looking for hay. 11 o'clock, we do the um, dairy cattle today, part of the dairy sale today. We do have a consignment of certified organic Jersey cows, and they're milk in a parlor, free store housed, and again, all stages of lactation. So if you folks in the organic business looking for some high-component jerseys, those will be sold today here in Stratford, 11 o'clock, after the dairy auction. Market cows today, including organic market cows. Looking ahead to tomorrow, feeder cattle sale tomorrow is a new time start. If you uh, folks are feeding Holstein steers, we've got a large consignment of some very fancy quality Holstein steers tomorrow. They're going to be short-termers. At 950 to 11 range, vaccinated on corn silage. The feeder auction tomorrow. Bob, that's what we have for the folks here on uh, Tuesday morning. And, uh, well, it's uh, yeah, 20, uh, 29 degrees, but uh, we're looking at the 40s. And, boy, I tell you, if it gets to be 60, 70 at the end of the week, almost, almost thinking about maybe taking the sweatshirt off. Oh, my God, but not your long underwear. Oh, no, no, way too early for that yet. Oh, boy, <laughs> that's what I figured. Memorial Day is still a ways away. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll stretch it this year, yeah, you know. Some you these old guys, you know, Fourth of July was a magic day, you know. But <laughs> well, you can take your long underwear off and put on your white belt when it gets to be Memorial Day. How's that? That sounds good, Bob. Yep. All right, you have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds very good. Thank you. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. We're about uh, eleven minutes before six o'clock. Twenty-eight degrees out there, but it'll get about forty-eight today still. That's about 10 degrees below where we should be. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got more markets to get to. Let's get over to Treen Livestock in Thorpe. Michelle is here, and you getting invited to the wedding? No, I did not, and that's okay, because I probably would not be a nice guest, nor would I give something nice. For the gift. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> told me Aaron Rodgers is going to get married to this gal that uh, he just broke up with a couple of months ago. Oh, apparently they faked it. He has got to be the strangest man I have. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't get I wonder if his family will be there because uh, he doesn't get along with his family. But anyway, say, how was Easter? Good. How about for you? Good. The weather, good, good. I, you know, I, I got to say for, what was it, 45 and the sun was out, it actually felt pretty darn good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did you hide eggs for the kids? No, we didn't actually get together here yet. Oh. So that's coming up here. Are you going to hide eggs for them or what? Of course. Let's just hope the weather holds out. You know that tradition. I used to. We used to do that at our place, and I used to. Uh, I used to take those plastic eggs, and what I'd do is I'd put little recipes in there for barn for her Susie homemaker. So when she'd open them up, she'd get these recipes. And, oh, she was so happy all the time to get those what recipes. You mean you were generous enough to give her an egg? I can't believe it. <laughs> well, I, I thought a, you would have hoarded them all. I got a girl. No, I got a she, well, she was so much younger, I didn't have to worry about that. But she was just thrilled to get, uh-huh. you know, I'd get her chocolate chip and brownie recipes and everything. And so I thought maybe you were giving her your wrappers. <laughs> oh, no, heavens no. Gosh, no. What oh, kind of a guy do you think okay. I am? What kind of a guy oh, do you think I am? It? Were you like one chocolate chip per egg here? Oh, no, there, no. I, I put the recipes in and then we'd go get oh, the just ingredients. The recipes. Just the you recipes. Were, you, were too, you were too cheap to put the chocolate chips <laughs> in, huh? <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> 
right. Well, right. Your, your voice is struggling this morning, so uh, we'll let you get at it. How'd that sale go last night over at Dream Livestock? All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Monday, April the 18th at Dream Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We topped at 92 with the consignment by Chippewa View Farms of Radisson. 81% of the cows sold from 70 and above. Market cows were 80 to 91. Low yielding cows, 69 to 79. Thin and weak cows, 68 and lower. And the Holstein Steer Market Choice and Prime, 118 to 128. Select for 112 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 118 to 136. Select for 116 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef tapes came in at 90 to 108 with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 110 to 278. We topped at 280 with a consignment by Mike Schmansky of Greenwood. Lighter and lower quality calves, $45 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $50 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 100 to 380 per head. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 20th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 20 hogs. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. Well, the Citroen Livestock, your family-owned and operated market. Have a great day. You better have another shot of brandy and uh, honey apple cider vinegar. <laughs> I've got my lemon honey tea right here with me, so. Well, add an adult beverage to it. It'll help you. <laughs> yeah. I need, to, I need to work today. I won't feel that. Well, you, don't have, to, you don't have to pour the whole bottle in there. Just a little shooter. <laughs> what? Bob, one little shot would probably put me out for the day. Trust oh, me. Oh, boy. Well. Good luck. Hope you're better by the by middle of the week. Thanks. I appreciate that. Okay, there she goes. That's Michelle over at Treen Livestock and Thorpe. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Board of Trade stronger. This Ukraine bombing continuing. The poor weather. Good demand around the world for our products. After being up yesterday, July corn overnight up another two at eight oh nine a bushel. Oats at seven forty seven. July wheat up six eleven thirty five. And the beans up a nickel for July at sixteen ninety eight. Meal up a dollar forty to four sixty one seventy. Country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corns at seven forty eight with soybeans at sixteen forty. Doomers Grain Holman and Buck Country Arcadia corn is at seven forty six with soybeans at sixteen forty two. And on the DTN screen, that cash corn price about fifteen cents higher today than yesterday. Beans up about twenty to thirty cents at Golden Plump. Corn is seven fifty eight. At uh, Baldwin, also at Mondovi, the corn is seven thirty nine. The beans sixteen forty three. At Duran, the corn is seven thirty four with the beans at sixteen forty three. And at uh, Elmwood, it's seven thirty nine on the corn sixteen forty eight on the beans. Fall Creek seven twenty nine and sixteen thirty three. And at Osseo, seven forty four on the beans sixteen forty eight on the soybeans. Over in Stevens Point, cash soybeans at ADM sixteen eighteen. Elk Mound seven forty four and sixteen forty. 43 Sparta's corn is 750 a bushel beans 1638 Elm Ellsworth 721 and 1620 ethanol plants Boyceville and Stanley corn today 759 the Richmond grain facility 754 barrel cheese down two and a half 241 and a half the blocks up two and a half at 239 and three quarters butter down a cent and a half at 274 
April class three down three at twenty four thirty. May down thirty three at twenty five thirteen. June down six twenty five twenty five. July down thirteen at twenty four eighty six. And August down eighteen at twenty four forty two. And a quick check of our weather. Getting better slowly. Our weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors and their service department. Open for your five thousand mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and car wash. Schedule yours at markwartmotors.com. 48 today, partly sunny. Just some light winds out there. We're 28 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at waxradio.com.